This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNC's apply. Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a bass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies because there's Satan in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811. Now give it a go. Yes, how good. Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, you've got a far better chance of winning this quiz than finding an MIQ spot. So you might want to tell your international friends that they can call in as well. <laughs> or you can share the bonus bet as well to maybe put on a long odds bet and get them a private jet back home so they can get into the country somehow. All right, I really like this quiz actually. Really, really good. So we're going to start with Tim from Christchurch. How are you, mate? Yeah, real good, real good. We'll crack straight into it, eh? I've got a good feeling about this. So who are the Silver Ferns playing right now in the Quad Series, mate? Uh, Perfect. Easy, easy, easy. What is Tiger Woods' real first name? Good man. How good. We're flying. How many NBL championships have the Breakers won? Oh. Oh, here we go. Listen, you don't get this. I'm, I'm, we're going to block your number. Which <laughs> which stadium did the Black Caps play their first ever T20 event? Uh, um, in Park. Good man. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Almost overthought it there. What a great one that was, eh? Yeah, the old, uh, remember the Marshall Twins? Yeah. With the froze and the headbands? And Flemo and yeah, that, yeah. Big Mo. Yeah, that was, was that Ricky Ponting hit the top of Eden Park? Ricky Ponting, I think, had a 120 odd. Oh, mate, it was unbelievable. Huge. Unbelievable. All right, we won't bore you with that, Tim. <laughs> uh, which England football team won the first Premier League title in 1992? So there was a name change. 1992 winner of the Premier League title. Um, I think it was uh, Blackburn Rovers. Oh, 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 Tim! Oh, bro, you've done all the hard lifting. Hard luck, brother. Oh, uh, I, know, I know who it is then. Oh, no, 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 Good, mate. How are you? A little lob up for you, mate. <laughs> Tim's giving you a lob up. 
All right. Which England football team won the first ever, 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 uh, ever Premier League title in 1992? Oh. Don't overthink it, Luke. I'll go, I'll go Man yeah. Yes! <laughs> Beautiful, Luke. Beautiful, Luke. Oh, there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> How good. You had no idea, did you? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good, bro. Any idea what you're going to use your TAB bonus bet on, mate? Oh, I don't think I can wait till the Karaka day. I'll go. I'll try um, Winton today somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Oh, Lou. I'm sure Lou's just tapping away, trying to have a look at the field. So no, not you got Winton. a tip for us, do you? No, not me, not Winton. Pretty colours, lucky number. There we go, <laughs> yeah. there we go. Awesome, mate. Well done, bro. You really enjoy that. Uh, have a good day as well, mate. Hey, cheers, team. Thank you. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, how good. If you're not happy with your hair loss, make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. Next up, we've got Trudy's World. So it's something that's been a true passion of Mitch McLennigan and I is, is American sport over the last couple of weeks because it's a busy time up there in North America. Seth Partnow is an analyst for The Athletic and author of The Mid-Range Theory. He is all across the analytics in the NBA. And it's halfway point in the season, NBA all-star teams not far away from being selected, which means the crunch of all NBA performers, the MVP narratives, all of that good stuff is just around the corner. And Seth Partner has been good enough to take time to join us this morning on the show. How are you doing, Seth? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, no, thanks for taking our call again. We, we loved catching up with you before the season. So halfway through, why don't we lead off with maybe what have the biggest surprises been for you? Are there any teams or any characters or individuals that you would never have seen coming in the preseason? Uh, it's funny. We talked. I remember when we talked at the start of the season. I was kind of down on the Chicago Bulls, and for a while, that looked like I had some egg on my face. And then, and basically, in the last week, uh, it's gone a little pear shaped for them. They're still. I still still think they're a surprise team of the season, uh, but they're maybe settling back from you know being one of the the top teams in the Eastern Conference. Um, the big the big news right now is probably the team has been playing the best in the NBA over the last month, month plus, has been uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, who were a team I think a lot of people liked, but it seems like they are arriving as a force a year or two ahead of schedule. Yeah, they did a big piece yesterday in the halftime show um, on Stephen Adams and how much work he does off the ball and just said how important he is to to that side, um, just giving uh, the other guys a lot more room and time on the ball. Um He's in my all-star team just because he's a Kiwi, obviously. But he's playing some good basketball at the minute, isn't he? He really is, and he's you know he kind of added to the legend uh, uh, yesterday. By if uh, if folks saw the highlights, <laughs> there's a little bit of a of a, of a fracas late in the game, and he just uh, you know picked up Tony Bradley, who's a a very large human being himself, and sort of uh, deposited him several feet away from the action with uh, no visible effort. So uh, Stephen Adams continues to be uh, first team all. Don't want to meet in dark alley. <laughs> but no, no, but he's the. Uh, but he's no, he's 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 playing great for them. He's uh, 
he, as you said, it, it, he's a he's a subtle uh, performer in terms of what he brings, in terms of his ability to screen, to to pass the ball uh, very well from from the high post area. Uh, he's he's one of the best in the NBA at uh, sort of boxing out around the basket and allowing mm-hmm. his teammates to to rebound. Um, he he's a player who hasn't necessarily always had the the highest rebound totals himself, but his teams have always. Uh, been been excellent rebounding teams, and he certainly helped the, the Grizzlies in that area as well. Yeah, I thought I saw something the other day saying he was right up there in offensive rebounds this year, like yes. top yeah top five or something like that. So he might even be close to number one. So he's having a great season. Um, a couple of your colleagues, um, Bill Orham and Sam Amick, I think I'm saying that right, um, suggested that sources are saying that Frank Vogel's job is in serious jeopardy, uh, even despite that Jazz win. Uh, what's your take on that? Um, there's an expression in the NBA that you can't fire the players. So when mm-hmm. when things 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 go wrong, when a team is disappointing, and uh, the the like any team with LeBron James on it at this point in his career, it's championship or bust season. Um, they've been not very good for reasons that have not a whole lot to do with Frank Vogel, but. Um, you know the players have guaranteed contracts, and if you feel like you have to do something, uh, the coach is usually the guy who uh, who gets in the neck in that situation. Yeah, that's true. Oh, sorry. Um, I I just Russell Westbrook was really good last night. He shot at thirty three percent, and and he did a bit of cleaning. <laughs> I reckon that was his uh, used the mop on the floor, so that was one of his best performances. Yeah, no, I mean, I think when I say that uh, the things that aren't really. Um, you know Frank Vogel's fault, like just the the fact that they they traded for Russell Westbrook, who is about as opposite the kind of player you would think would uh, uh, would 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 thrive alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but they traded for him anyway, and they <laughs> traded all of their depth away, and and unsurprisingly that hasn't really worked very well, um, which uh, a lot of people saw coming before the season. So, but again, the coach is the guy who takes the blame for that, even if the uh, the, the folks who put the team on the field or, or team on the court are probably much more to blame. Hey, Seth, I was just filling out my um, fan all-star picks, and, and I really couldn't even make an argument for Anthony Davis to be in the starting lineup. I just, I've been so uninspired by him this year. What's the rumblings around why maybe AD hasn't been able to get to that dominant form that he we've known over the, the last two seasons for the Lakers? Uh, well, the, the biggest thing is obviously he's been hurt a lot. Um, the second thing is, um, I think that, that people probably have a little bit of a false impression of Anthony Davis as a player from his, his playoff run, uh, in the bubble in 2020. Um, that's been the, 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 the extended period of basically the best jump shooting of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he shot, uh, f- you know, uh, around 50% from mid range, um, close to 40% from three, and he's done basically over the course of his career That's he hasn't really matched those figures ever. So he's kind of almost receded back into the player we're more used to seeing, and then he's always been a guy who's picked up little injuries here and there, and that's really kind of caught up to him a lot this season. Um, and, and so um, it's combined for him to be, as you say, pretty disappointing this season. I keep waiting if we go to the Eastern Conference. I keep waiting for the, as you said, the Bulls bubble kind of popped a little bit. But the Cleveland Cavaliers one, I mean, I, I can't still yeah, kind Jared of just... Yeah, Allen's been awesome. I kind of, and, and even Mobley, and, and these guys are just playing, and then there's a little bit of veteran presence on the on the squad. I just keep waiting for the bubble to pop. But, like, is there a chance it doesn't? And these guys are actually legitimate top four seeds here? 
I mean, they're 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 the most fun story in the league this year, certainly. Like, um, they they uh, they've even survived like the 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 loss for the season of of one of the best kind of good vibes players in the league in Ricky Rubio, and kind of the 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 good times have continued. Um, you mentioned Jared Allen, you mentioned Evan Mobley, uh, both of whom I think have credible All Star cases, and then um, the big story has really been the or a big story alongside those has been Darius Garland. Um, who is really looking like like an all star uh, point guard for them? Um, he's he's maybe a, a step below uh, John Morant from Memphis in terms of of how he's progressed this year. But really, even as the other players in the backcourt have kind of gotten hurt, he's been pretty spectacular for for a good two three months now. And that's the three of those players combined with you know kind of good performances bounce back performances from some of their veterans uh kevin love is, is is shooting the ball about as well as he ever has chetty osmond has found his three-point stroke again um they're just a they're, they're a pretty good team are they a team that i think can challenge a relatively full strength uh milwaukee or brooklyn in the playoffs that feels a touch too early mm. but they certainly seem like they're on their way all right, so uh, we're almost halfway through. We're almost there. So, uh, what's your pick for for the final series? Uh, who's winning each conference? Or what are we seeing? I know I'm early pick, but I like these mid season picks. I like you know hearing at this point who would be your finalists. If I kind, if I had to pick today, I think we're going to see a rematch. I think it's it's uh, yeah. Bucks Suns round two. Wow, yeah, Suns are looking good. Okay. Yeah. No, they're, they're and they're sort of flying under the radar because you know they they didn't have the sort of explosive start to the year that Steph Curry had, uh, but the, the Warriors have kind of faded back in touch, and the Suns are just kind of quietly just doing their business. Um, but it's extremely impressive, and, and you, you see a team oftentimes. Um, the Atlanta Hawks are a perfect example. The team kind of overachieves in the postseason one year and then forgets to do all the work that kind of got them to that point the next year. And the Suns have been just the opposite of that. Like, I don't, it, it, it may sound like a left-handed compliment, but they have been just tremendously professional in their approach this year. And, and that's, it's, it's really been impressive. Yeah, well, in a, in a season where there's already been so much disarray and uh, confusion with COVID and all that stuff, I mean, maybe that's all it really takes, Seth. Hey, if I can just ask you this before we let you go. I know you sure. you appreciate numbers and, and analytics, but I'm wondering, nowadays, the MVP race and these awards, how much of them are narrative-driven towards actually what a most valuable player is for a team? And, and how much of it is up to the interpretation of these voters versus actually statistical evidence that this player is dominating for their team, putting them in a position to win the championship? I mean, I think it's, it's, it's a tremendous amount of narrative, and I don't think that's the problem uh, above and beyond the fact that there isn't really a definition for what most valuable means. Um, and so you're almost you're almost arguing like those assumptions as much as as which player has been the best. Yeah. Like Nikola Jokic has been has been every bit as good this year as he was last year. The team around him isn't as good, so the Nuggets mm. aren't as much part of the a part of the conversation. Does that mean he should or shouldn't be in the same place in the MVP discussion? I don't know. I I think that we do. I think it's okay to to. Uh, to include some measure of team performance in there because we're really when we're we're looking back you know who won the mvp in 2022 it would certainly be nice if that player was was on a team that kind of mattered to the the outcome of the season you know 
So it's a tough question. It's one we it's one that really gets gets argued about a lot, whether it should be just individual achievement or how much team success should factor in. And I don't know if there's one answer that you ever get anyone everyone to agree on. Well said, mate. That's that's awesome stuff. If you want to go follow Seth Partner, go to um, at Seth Partner Anchorage Man on Twitter. Go have a look and see some of his great work around the NBA. Appreciate your time again, mate. We really, really appreciate having you back on the show. Yeah, thanks, a lot for having, th- thanks for having me back uh, anytime. Awesome. There you go, Seth. He is a legend, and he uh, like he's he's deep into his NBA analytics, but also just covering the league in general, Mitch. And I, the reason I asked about the NBA dis- uh, the MVP discussion is mm. because. I, th- I think he's bright. That's kind of where I was angling. Like, it's almost you're not just debating the actual of award victor. Mm. You're debating what an MVP is to you. And I look at halfway through the year now, and I look at a guy like Nikola Jokic, who is just carrying the Nuggets, and end up not going to be a one-two-three seed. Yeah. But he's having a career best year. He won it last year. His performance hasn't dropped. So do you take points off him that he do- he lost a couple of teammates? Or by definition, he was the MVP last year. So how can you, you strip pump it, it up him? even more? The fact that he's actually got them somewhere thereabouts, actually winning some games by himself, basically. It's a bit like LeBron. LeBron's going to be in that frame, and he's basically carrying the Lakers to any kind of like stop them from being embarrassed every game. I mean, they have been embarrassed. But like by not as much <laughs> as they would be without LeBron. Yeah, or just a that's right. Or on the flip side, it's one of these like professional outfits, mm. like um, the Phoenix Suns, for example, as Seth alluded to. They're just professional. Chris Paul, he's just driving them. Yep, yeah, he is. Or Morant, you know, you're talking about one of one of the best point guards in the game at the minute. So, you know, he's taking the Grizzlies, um, you know, into contention. So, have you have you um, done your homework? I have. Do you want to see it? I do. So we're going to pick our we're going to pick our starting East and West All Star teams. Um, this is a fan vote. You can go to NBA dot com and, and have your say. It's a, quite a cool concept. I've always loved this. And we'll go. What do we go? West. You give your West. I'll give my West, and we we'll go East. Okay. Cool. I've got LeBron, Jokic. I've got Adams there. Just I just want to see the big man there. No, it's sentimental, mate. I know. I know he won't be there, but every vote counts. I've been told every vote counts. So. He's in there. Then I've got Curry and Morant. I think you'd be pretty much bang on apart from your novelty pick. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Steph Curry, Ja Morant in the backcourt. I've got LeBron James, Nikola Jokic. Now, the fifth guy I've typically really not had much time for at all. I just couldn't really work out if he was just a good stats, bad team guy. But this year, I just think he's playing defense and he's still shooting the ball. He might be the best shooting center ever. Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, I mean, so impressed with the way he's actually leveled up again for the Timberwolves. I kind of thought he might be a bit of a wasted wasted career. I still don't think his best work will be in Minnesota yeah. because I think Minnesota's shown time after time you have to leave to actually reach your potential. True, but yeah, I've been loving Casey. Where would Cap. you want to see him play? Oh, Matt, just a good team, you know. <laughs> just a good so the Bulls with a good point guard, probably <laughs> actually with a good point yeah. guard. Yeah, I think, I think these big guys like you can never really unshackle them yeah. unless you have put them with a good guard. So that kind of kicks on to my East team. Um, good point guard, like assist was. Uh, I really like Ball. I like Mellow Ball. I've put him in my All Star team. Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball. Oh, let's go. Yeah, bro. I yeah, I've loved the way he's playing his playing his ball. 
No pun, no pun intended. Um, I just like, and uh, have I'm you got thinking, Lonzo at the other spot? No, Levar at small forward. That'd be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Leandro Powell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I just like the way he's playing his playing his basketball. Um, he's there for the fellas. He be he be so entertaining, mate. He'd be so entertaining in an All Star game, wouldn't he? Mate, he looks fun to play with, doesn't he? He looks so fun to play with. And he's always there, like, setting the boys up. Mm. Oh, I just love that. And that's when I watch the All-Stars, like, that's the kind of stuff I want. I know it's not a – but that's what – I'm picking more what I want to see okay. on the court. I've got Trey Young um, as my other backcourt. Um, then I've got Durant, Arakumbo, yep. <laughs> I'm so bad with names. Philippe so, yeah. And Joel Embiid. Yeah. Nice. So. Kate, gutted to see KD's going to be out for six to eight with that um, knee injury, but he's been, you know, he was probably the MVP favourite. I don't know what the odds were, so I, I agree. Back, uh, front court, Ante Tacumpo, Durant, Embiid, Trey Young, and again, just one difference. Mm. You've got to reward DeMar DeRozan. Oh, yeah. For okay. me, you've got to reward DeMar DeRozan. Like, he went to the Spurs, and everyone thought it was a kind of like a Maybe that's where his career would tail off after yeah. the Raptors, but nah. He just learned how to he learned how to actually be a, a kind of a game controller, how to pass, how to mm. run pick and roll, still just lethal from the mid range, shoots more threes than he probably wants to, but it's because what the team needs. And I think you gotta give someone reward the credit that. for where the balls hit. Yeah. You gotta reward someone for where the balls hit. and I just don't think Zach Levine has been as consistent as Demar. So those oh, are yeah. our sides. Double eight double three oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. The Kennard Tire phone line is there for you. Hoops fans, let us know. Where have we gone right? Where have we gone wrong? There's plenty of great messages stacking up here. Some racing, some cricket, and some basketball or a big multi. We'll get to those after this. Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. The Karaka Million is this weekend, New Zealand Bloodstock's premier event, uh, Auckland Racing Club's Night of Nights, and a night that has become pretty famous for lots of things, a rowdy crowd, um, fireworks that they're not going to have this year, but the rowdy crowd will be back. And the commander-in-chief of the lads that provide that rowdy crowd is Luke Kimmies. He's on the line now. Boys get paid. They have the punters club. They have the chance. Luke is on the line. Morning, mate. How are you doing? Morning, fellas. What a time to be alive, eh? Three days out from one of the greatest days of racing. If you're not fired up now, I don't know what we need to do to get you fired up. <laughs> I love it. Are you in the sauna? Are you getting stuck? I'll come out, mate. I'm... <laughs> I'm, I've done my sweating for the morning, mate. I could probably ride 53 on Saturday if they need to. So just I'm doing anything. I'll do it all. You, you could almost do a, a live podcast with maybe like Opie or McNabb in the sauna, live from the sauna well, sessions. I found out they've actually got a sauna at Ellerslie, so I might just move into the joint after hearing that. Beautiful. Yeah, good. You a sauna guy, Mitch? Yeah, love a sauna, actually. While I unpack my Pokemon cards. There you go. No, Luke's into Pokemon cards. Now he's more into punting of a, of the the racing kind. Um, mate, tell us what's the what's the standing? Are you, have we hit half of the full total you want? Have you got the two fifty rack yet? No, nah, we're not quite there. We we're at uh, last night when I checked two hundred and twenty five thousand. So we're itching towards it. Tuesday probably a bit of a slow day. People doing some work, but we've still got a payday to come Thursday, Wednesday probably for a lot of people. Uh, obviously, gamble within your means and all that stuff, of course, but. I think uh, the last 48 hours is going to be huge, so feeling confident we'll get close to, to having half a million. How how tricky does it get to punt when you have that much money? Like You guys have run punters clubs for a while now and um, with varying amounts. Does it become tougher the more you have, or is it just easy? You just up your, up your units? <laughs> 
Oh, I try to just strip the zeros off and look at it as 500 bucks effectively, but it does become a bit tricky because there are limits in place that the TAB set around the maximum amount that any one person can win in a seven-day period, and that applies to us. Uh, there's limits for us about how much we can bet prior to the race day. Those then change on the race day after 10 a.m. So we have to be a little bit careful about almost like showing our hand too early. Say we wanted to put a multi on, uh, it basically discloses what we might be keen on later in the day, for instance. Um, and if that first leg would have missed, then we've sort of showed our, our hand that that's probably what we're going to be punting as well. So there's, there's a lot that you've got to think about when it starts getting to these numbers, because obviously, you know, we're determined to win, but so is the TAB. Yeah, makes sense. And you, you don't want to blow your cover too early. What, typically, how, how I've been banging on about the barrier draw and how important it is, especially for the two-year-old race. And we'll probably see some markets change or differ, especially if the favourites draw wide or, or draw a really nice gate. How early do you suspect you might be having a bet? Uh, probably once those odds are out today, we, we might throw, throw a little bit of coin around, especially by the looks of it, we're going to end up with a pretty healthy pool. So we can probably take the risk that we could have a fifty or a $100,000 bet uh, in the next 24 hours, I'd say. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just learning these numbers. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, <laughs> Sorry, Mitch. Out. Welcome, Mitch. Far out. That's some heavy. Oh, mate, can you sleep at night? <laughs> I have been uh, struggling a little bit, not not through, like, worry, but more just excitement, uh, waking cool. up pretty early. But uh, no, I'm going good, feeling really good, feeling confident, rocking around with sort of the saying that logic is greater than emotion, so just trying to keep grounded towards that. Obviously, we're determined to win, but willing to lose. A lot of people go into these things, you know, putting a lot of pressure on themselves to they have to get a profit and stuff, but it, it's an entertainment package at the end of the day, and if, you know, if you give it anything more than that, that's just your ego talking. So we'll get everyone a big thrill, and, um, you know, hopefully we can kick some ass and make some money for people, but... At the end of the day, we've got to just you know put on a good show as well. Luke, talk me through it. Let's 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 um, do some visualising here, mate. Talk me through it. I've had a good day. The fields have been even. We're up. Maybe I don't know a hundred grand. Maybe a little bit more on the bubbles. A dollar ninety in the last. Drawn slightly wide. Best horse in the field. You know that the the actually won't be a dollar ninety. It'll probably be a dollar seventy because the money will be coming for Opie and Tiaka. How much do you want to unload? Oh, yeah, we've got to have a crack, don't we? Uh, definitely, we'll be having a crack in that race. I don't know if it'll be on the bubbles. It'll depend what the price is. I've got a feeling probably start around $1.50. Um, that could be a little bit too short for us by that time of the day. Don't know. But I'll give you yeah, a tip with these two-year-old and three-year-old races. Go back through the results of the last couple of years, and you'll notice that a lot of the horses behind the top three, you kind of never really hear from them again. So um the good horses it doesn't really matter where they end up drawing especially in this three-year-old they, they can put them away the best horse in the field so you'd expect on the bubbles to be winning that based on the things that he's done previously there's a couple of little smokies in there that i think could run a place that's what we might be having a play with and uh yeah i think we'll be having a serious crack in that last and finishing the night with a bang just one more then, because oh, Mitch, Mitch has been talking about Pacific Dragon. What's your, without blowing your cover, what's your read on that last start? I mean, I know Wolverine's been super impressive, but is that a fair and square win? And, and is, is there actually an argument to be made that Pacific Dragon can actually hang with Wolverine and, and maybe Dynastic? I think so. You know, if you go back two starts ago uh, at uh, counties there over 1,000 metres, like they only run 102, but that bet time flies, which they had a pretty big opinion of. And then 
it's just got that will to win. I was thinking about this this morning where it was second to Wolverine, but it, you know, it looked like it was they were going to go past it, but it's just got that will to win. So it's never run out of the top two. So I think you know, that, that could be, if you're a smart punter, uh, maybe you just want to have a place bet or find a top four market for that, and that could be your bet for the night, and, and you should be getting paid, I would have thought. Boom. Love it. Love it. That's great, mate. You've got the punters fired up. Bring on the BGP Punters Club. Had a good summer on the punt so far. Let's go, says Mark on Let's the text go. line. So, <laughs> let's rough it about for you. You'll be tuned in at 11, mate, for the barrier draw, and I know you guys will be um, keeping your content flowing. If anybody wants to get involved, is it pretty easy? Yep. Grab the BGP app if you don't have it already. That's where all the bets will be on the night. Otherwise, go onto the TAB website and into the Punters Lounge there. You should see a BGP logo. You can grab yourself a share in the Punters Club from a dollar or maybe 100000 if you're feeling generous enough, whatever you want to do. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, you know, you just don't know who's listening out there, mate, you know. So uh, we'll look after you. And, yeah, just in, enjoy the night and um, get around some mates and have a beer and, and enjoy the scenes because it's an electrifying race night. Bingo. Luke Kimmies, boys get paid. Thanks, mate. Cheers, boys. There you go, Mitch. You yeah, never, good. Hey, he said it. You never know who's listening. Wow. You never know. You were there. You're sitting down at that table with all your Pokemon cash. <laughs> Mate, unload. Mate, you reckon? Sell a few cards. <laughs> Sell a couple find, of cards. Find the buyer in a couple of days and then... Get yeah. into the BG Bunters Club oh. and then you can buy more cards. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to walk around like one of those flower people who... They sell roses. I'm going to walk around Botany Town today with my Pokemon cards and try and sell them to kids. <laughs> Do you know what the, that visual picture, that, that picture in my head is just something that I wish we, maybe we have to send the camera crew out with you. <laughs> it feels like a general <laughs> and that be hilarious? Hey, um, so the BGP crew will be going hard on Saturday, but here at SENZ, they will be going big as well. We will be mail run, the good oil, Clado and the crew, they'll be up and about. Clado and Tana, they'll be punting the afternoon. You can, of course, win some money with us in the Good Oil Punters Club. I know that Clado has been doing his form long and hard into the evening. You can get involved with the Good Oil Punters Club here at SCNZ. They'll win you a buck. It's a big day. It's the best day. We're going to talk some cricket with Razine. Uh, they have been New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the last 10 years. And on the line... We're joined now by Northern Braves spinner. He's been spinning up a storm, going really, really well. As they sit top of the table, he's a stalwart of the Black Cap spin unit now, Ish Sodi. Morning, Ish. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, morning, guys. Great yep. to have you on the program, mate. How are, uh, how are you tracking? You enjoying your domestic cricket at the moment or getting an extended run? Yeah, it's been great. I think the, the weather's been really nice. And, um, you know, New Zealand summer's always great to be a part of. And it's nice that Northern Braves had a bit of success so far and hopefully that continues this weekend as well. Yeah, Ish, Louie uh, forgot to mention that you are the logistics manager. Is that the right title for the Rajasthan Royals? Uh, no, no, no. That was, um, I think there was a bit of miscommunication there a couple of years ago, but um, no, that was a, a role I was going to take up as a spin bowling consultant, but that's changed now, so... Um, hopefully, I can get a crack playing again, Mitchie. Yeah, I think I think you will, mate. Um, we were just talking about um, Rashid Khan just before. I don't know if you caught that, and then the price. Um, would you would you pay fifteen crore for him um, if you were trying to build a squad before the IPL auction? Oh, you can't put a price on a guy like that. That guy's, um, you know, he's world class. He's he's dominated for years and years already, and um, yeah, he's definitely, I think, easily the best T Twenty bowler in the world. So no, you can't really put a price on a guy like that. Build a team around that, and I reckon you have some pretty good success. 
Spin Bowl Club. Yeah, spin spinners, Bowler Club. Spinners, <laughs> spinners Club. I love that. I, I can just see, for some reason, he's, I don't know, Mitch has got a bit of chip on his shoulder about it. He's, he's like, I just think. I'm thinking of the wider squad, that's all. That's yeah, all, Louis. Yeah. But we'll get back to, I guess before we move on to how, how good a form and, and just a few of your experiences of late, um, Bishnoi was the other guy who just got announced as um, one of the three picks for the other franchise. Um, you've seen a bit more of him, obviously, Spin Bowling Club. What does he bring to an IPL franchise? Yeah, I think he's just one of those new age sort of leg spinners. I think, um, you know, they're not, they're not really concerned about bowling beautiful leggies anymore. It's more about being wicket to wicket, spin the ball both ways um, you know, at, at, a, at a pretty decent clip. So he's one of those types of bowlers as well. So um, uh, it's worked, worked out well for Punjab, I reckon. They've got a, uh, sorry, the, the New Luck Now franchise, I think they've got a good good pick in, in Bishnoi. Oh, nice. Hey, um, I just want to touch on the, that T20 World Cup, mate. Um, another great campaign from yourself and, and Mitch. Um, we're going into, uh, the, obviously, the next World Cup in Australia. How important is it for you guys to get over and play that series against Australia? You have played there before numerous times. You know the conditions are different. Um, do you see that as like an absolute must for you guys leading into that T20 World Cup? I think it'll be great to, to get over there and experience the conditions again. Um, you know, the more experience you can have before a big tournament, I think the better. Um, the, the wickets are considerably different to, to the ones that we face in the UAE, and uh, the boundary sizes are obviously a lot bigger than, you know, across the board than what they are in New Zealand. So, um, it's yeah, definitely a great chance and opportunity, I think, if we get the chance to go over there. But, um, you know, it's all dependent on, on the travel restrictions and all that kind of stuff. So, so hopefully it works out. But but if it doesn't, I think there's a lot of experience in the group anyway that you can tap into. Yeah, beautiful. And, and yourself, you've you've enjoyed some time at home, um, being back with the Brave. Um, how are you feeling? How, how How is the team shaping up leading into these finals? You guys have had a pretty good season so far. Um, do you think you, you can challenge that title this year, mate? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, we're really lucky with the personnel. We've got it into as well, like... Um, you know, if this Aussie tour does go ahead and, and a few of the test boys are, are staying home, I guess to prepare for that series um, against South Africa, we'll have quite, you know, quite a bit of heavy artillery come in. You know, like to Tim Saudi, Trent Bolt um, will come into the squad as well. So um, meeting into the finals, I think it's always great to have guys like that come in. But um, now it's been great. I think the wickets have been a little bit slow over the summer. I think I think the the heat's kind of been getting to the surfaces, so it's worked out well for the spinners, and and hopefully that continues as well. Um, your, your spin twin, Mitchell Satner, um, there hasn't been a whole lot spoken about him. Um, how's he travelling, mate? Um, he looks like he's bowling really well. Um, is he in good spirits? Oh, as always, I think, um, you know, Mitchie's just got this great ability to, to rock up, um, not having warmed up or anything and put the ball on a beautiful length. So, um, it's something that he's really blessed with. He's been doing it really well and, um, he's been working really hard on his, on his game and, and I think he's still got a, a great passion to try to get back playing some test cricket as well. So no, he's been working awesome. really hard, and and hopefully, um, you know, if we get a chance to go over to Aussie, um, some of that work can come and come to the fore. Hey, you should. I don't know if you see, you saw that. I'm not sure if you're a big 6 p.m. network news watcher, but uh, probably with a kid, it's probably dinner time and all that sort of stuff. But um, last night there was a, some reporting going on on News Hub that if you if the tour to Australia goes ahead, there's a chance that the 
team might have to stay over there waiting for MIQ spots to free up, meaning that the T20 series against Australia, which was going to be here in New Zealand, would be over there. What do you kind of, as a player, how do you wrap your head around that sort of stuff? Are you just really waiting till you hear confirmation from New Zealand cricket? Or in the back of your mind, do you think, yeah, that might be a bit of a shame to not be able to play those T20s in New Zealand? Yeah, I think it's just the the way the world's going at the moment, eh? And um, it's been the last couple of years, maybe. Eh? You kind of kind of hope that every every morning you wake up, it's going to change and and you know it goes back to normal. But you've just got to be really adaptable. Um, this bubble life has become pretty much the norm over the last wee while, and um, you know it'd be a bit of a shame if we don't get to play the Australians and um, in New Zealand. I think Kiwis always love turning out and uh, and playing or watching watching us play Australia and New Zealand, but. You know, if it's a chance for, for cricket to go ahead in all those games to be played, and that's the best way forward, then, then I'm all for it. So, so hopefully it works out. Hey, um, Ish, Sarafka is touring here at the end of the season. I know you're, you're not in and around that test squad, um, but just out of interest, my own interest, I know you had a rap battle with <laughs> with Kiso Rabada. I was telling the boys before, you absolutely dominated him when we played in Sarafka. I know there was a round two, and the lads were saying that Rabada got you on the second rap battle. So if you're around in the country, do you think there's a round three, and can we air it live on SENZ? Well, see, the thing is, it'll be it'll be round four, because he did get me in round two, but we did have a round three. I can't remember where it was, but, but currently it's... it's Two one to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> he has to, to, to come onto my shores and, and he'll be tied if he beats me this time around. So I'll still have an opportunity. But no, nah, it'd be, be great to have another crack at KG again. Series done, do you reckon, if you go up 3 1? Oh, absolutely. I think series has been done for a couple of years. <laughs> Stop the so we'll give him a chance to even things up. Stop the count. Who do you model yourself off? Who's your, who's your kind of lyrical inspiration, Nish? Oh, lyrically, I think Eminem is the greatest of all time, but I think um, I'd say Biggie Smalls has the best flow of the 90s, so he's probably my favourite. Good. Oh, I love That's it. Hard, I, hard I, to disagree. I try, yeah, we were trying to figure out what we were going to bring you on to do, mate. We, well, I, was, I would have loved you to give us a rap, but just to spice it up a bit. But I know, you, I know you're a bit of a stat nuffy as well, so we were going to try and prepare a quiz if you got a couple of, couple of seconds for us. Yeah, want to test test you out. Well, no, what I actually wanted to do, Mitch, is I wanted to test you out, and then when you get them wrong, give it to Ish and see if he can. <laughs> and, and actually, a couple of these, if you don't know these, we'll rip through. Um, if you don't know these, you, you've got a lot more wrong okay. with you than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things wrong. With <laughs> what, me. Y- what year did you make your test debut, Mitch? Me. Your, test your, debut. Your, 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 sorry, your so black, black caps black caps debut. Two thousand twelve. Was it thirteen? <laughs> 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 Sorry, I ruined that. You got the next question. It was sitting. Um, do, you, do you know what country you played? Yeah, South Africa. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, which country has played in the World Cup finals the most number of times? Oh, come on. Let each answer a question. You'll know. Well, it's got to be Australia, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. 100% it is. Which cricket ground did Lance Cairns smash his legendary six sixes in an 82, Mitch? Oh, bro. Sorry, what's that, Ish? <laughs> oh, well, I reckon it might be the MCG, but I've got no idea. Was yeah. it Brisbane? No, uh, it's, the, it's the G. <laughs> it's the G. Um, bro, just ask Ish, bro. Which New Zealand cricketer had to be resuscitated after had taken that awful ball to the head in his test debut? Ish, do you know that one? Oh, um, no, nah, but is it like in the is it 50s or 60s or something? But, but after that, you used to, you used to bowl with paddles. Oh, oh. Chats. 
Yeah, the Nine Eye Express. Yeah, good good work, Ish. Um, Kyle Jameson became the fastest Kiwi bowler to claim 50 test wickets. How many tests did it take him? We'll go to you, Mitch. What do you reckon? 14. Yeah. (laughs) Ish? Has he played 14 tests? What was that? Nine. (laughs) <laughs> he's just this is like that I this, told you mate he's the rain man he's the rain man Biggie Smalls <laughs> with the flow and uh, who won the first men's one day cricket world cup ish the Western League mate oh just too easy just don't even give him that $50 TAB voucher <laughs> it's just too easy hey uh, we'll, we'll let you get back to your life mate but thanks for playing along with us and appreciate it you're going super friendly so hopefully you lads can um, continue the role and if you end up in Australia no doubt you'll go you'll go well cheers thanks so much great Take time care. mate see you later hey you, you did tell us he's sharp Sharp, and you didn't even throw any numbers at him, mate. If you had like genuine like numbers, stats, he would have got it to the decimal point, mate. He's uh, he loves it. He loves it. What about what about him and Ross Taylor? Actually, him and Ross Taylor, head to head, be great viewing. What great viewing. Ross is a stats guy, big stats guy, big stats guy. I didn't actually know that. Yeah, Ross and East would be uh, yeah great, mate. We've actually got to try and tee that up. Get a like Kiso Rabada. Ish Sodi, rap battle in this brand new spaceship of ours. Lyric, I love that. Lyrically, Eminem, best flow, Yeah, Biggie. Yeah. Hard yeah. to disagree. Mate, he's awesome. He's such good value on the team bus as well. He just flies. Yeah. No, he's a, Great he's man. A, he's a super dude. Um, he, you know, and actually just what, one thing he did say, which I really listened to intently, was his answer about this Australian tour. Mm. And from him, his point of view... If they have to go to Australia to play the games, that's what they'll do. Good. The games are the most important. Yeah. And it'll be a shame not to have them in New Zealand. And I think this is the, you know, we've spoken about it on this show a lot with these two blokes behind me, Izzy and Baz. The difference between rugby players and cricketers, the long tours and the time away from home isn't actually what rattles the cricketers a lot of time. No. The, the bio bubbles are the ones that, yeah, that does become a headache. But having to go for three, two and a half, well, two months. That's standard. Standard. Yeah. It's not necessarily the issue. The bio bubbles might drive you crazy, but if that's what it has to happen to to get the games played, but even then, it's it's not too bad. Like it's bad if you're losing. Like it's real bad if you're losing. If you're England, yeah. Like genuinely, like they would have been the worst time of their life. Like I know, obviously, other events, but worst time of their cricketing careers. Like when you're losing and getting drummed, and you're in a bio bubble, that sucks. So. And all you want to do is just go smack a couple of Red Bulls, some some green bottles, and stay up until 6am, <laughs> yes. and then the ECB launches an investigation. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Oh, mate, terrible. Yeah, uh, mate, I agree. I agree that they just got to go. Find a way. You know, it's just going to be the cost. Um, can Korea Australia help them out on that front if they do get stuck there? Financially. That's going to be the big thing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I think, um, well, cost of a different sort. What's the alternative? They don't go. Australia can't come here because there's not actually MIQ spots to come play. Because mm. that's the other thing. These that, that we probably hadn't considered. What about the does – does Australia have MIQ spots booked for the T20 series in here, here in New Zealand? No, nah, geez, I, I don't think they would. Well, well obviously, that, because they obviously, haven't been because listed we hadn't, yet. We hadn't even got them for coming back from the tour before. And I think the spots were only opened off the last one, talking to Foxy, was just the start of March. Um, was where the spots were up to. So that, that, that window's already shut. So this would have been for after, yeah. So, you know, if the alternative is 
the, the cost, on the other hand, would be no cricket against mm. Australia or in Australia yeah. or T Twenty, a lack of T Twenty cricket before a Cricket yeah. World Cup. I mean, that sets your high performance model back hundred percent a whole World Cup cycle. Yeah, hopefully they realise how important this tour is going to be. Hey, mate, we're all about good ideas here as well. There's got to be a few like of those like out of out of service kind of luxury liners. You know, those big cruise ships. Why don't we just play- send the boys over on the cruise ship? Oh, I think okay. I said play them on the deck. <laughs> oh, come on, bro. <laughs> okay, I've got far fetched ideas, but not that far fetched. And then bring them back and let them do their quarantine on the on the cruise ship. Oh, I mean, hey, eh? they can get tested. How good? Look, yeah. we're solving all New Zealand cricket's problems. Yeah. Oh, look, I don't. Again, it's, it is New Zealand cricket's problem, but by a degree of separation. Um, yeah, I feel for them. And I think yeah, it's tom- tough. Tough tom- spot. Tomorrow tough spot. was a bit of a D day. I think we'll hear from the government, and then Friday maybe we'll have some plans because they're meant to be on the plane. Um, yeah. Sunday, mate. I think, or Saturday this week. Have to be, yeah. So. Let's see how that transpires. Good to hear that Isha's keen to go, no matter what, though. Um, lyrically, it's Eminem, the flow, it's Biggie. Awesome. Love catching up with Ish Sodi. Fantastic cricketer for ND. Resine Colour Shops, your paint, stain, colour, and decorating experts. We love Resine's support when it comes to cricket here at SENZ.